here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody. Rob McCarron here. It is Shake Them Ropes, episode 54. Joined, as always, by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, hello. So, Rob, when you went to your slammy party last night, did you uh, did you win the betting pool? I did. I got every single Slammy Award winner correct, <laughs> except for one. I chose Dolph Ziggler for best hair. It was won by Charles Robinson, and it was also a made-up award. But other than that, yes, perfect. So, obviously, I'm on in my predictions, which is good news for me for this week's show. They're all made-up awards. Uh, you just got to kill my buzz. <laughs> So excited about the Slammy Awards. I'm so happy. That implies implies you have friends that are interested in watching the Slammies. I was, uh, yeah. um, Unless it was like stuffed animals at like a tea party. Which would make you very creepy. (laughs) Well, yeah. Among other things. (laughs) You know what, though? Is I watched the pre-show on WWE Network, too. So I got a good three and a half hours Oh, so you got the technical slammies. I got the creative art slammies <laughs> a half an hour before the Slammy Awards started. Every single award. And the there were carpet, a lot the of red, them. Was, hold on. Was there a red carpet show? There was did no Melissa, red Did no. Melissa Rivers show up to ask what people were wearing? The Slammy Awards pre-show consisted <laughs> of um, who was even the host at the table? Uh, Byron Saxon was the host with Alex Riley. Booker T and Renee Young were on the uh, stage doing some of the presenting. Then Booker T went back and forth. He was on the stage presenting award. Then he was on the panel. And then later on in Raw, he was back on the stage presenting Superstar of the Year. Booker T was all over the show last night. But uh, yeah, three and a half hours of Slammy Award coverage. My, and, my favorite my favorite Booker T moment was when he came out for Superstar of the Year. And he said, he meant to say it's the most coveted, but he goes, it's the most covenant. Yeah. I mean, it could be that too. I mean, let's face it. Roman Reigns wins. What's 2015 going to look like? It's going to be a lot of Roman Reigns. I Although, didn't even... uh, I did I did enjoy the one thing I did see before the show started mm-hmm. was the uh was Sasha Banks's Instagram picture with Becky Lynch yes. pretending to be at at the Slammies. That was uh that was quite good, I and, thought. And winning best couple or something best like that. Best couple, yeah. There were so many awards. I mean, I don't know the exact number right now, but it looks to be at least 20 some awards given out. And, and their their participation trophy. <laughs> and I think that maybe 3 people were there to accept them. Oh, they were they were probably there to accept them. They were probably just backstage and not allowed to go out. Before we get too much into uh, the notes that both you and I have from uh, from Raw and get into our predictions, because today is the prediction show for TLC and NXT TakeOver. Um, a little bit of news, too. We are going to be live, not hmm. after TLC, but we are going to be live after TakeOver on Thursday. Yes. ShakeThemRopes.com at 10 o'clock, as soon as NXT TakeOver Our Evolution ends, we will be live for a post-show 
at shakedownropes.com. We'll be going over the winners, the losers, the uh, the debut of Kevin Owens, and and uh, have a little bit of fun talking about the uh, developmental league. And you'll be live at TLC, correct? And then TLC on Sunday, I will be there. Nice. For the big nine-match extravaganza. <laughs> or is it? Is it? Uh, is stairs now added TLC to, and to, S. So now it's now what? No, well, no. Now we have to rearrange the uh, letters. Now it's a. Uh, oh no! No, we don't. C C L T S. Quits. Yeah. It's. <laughs> T L. It's still T L C. It's WWE T L C. Tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. So they they're not quite ready to commit that S into the actual name yet, but uh, they're getting there. I stand by my statement. Um, right. No, I understand you do. Um, <laughs> I, I know. Uh, the big news coming out of this weekend, keeping WWE in the headlines, despite the extraordinary amount of other shows going on with UFC, ROH's pay-per-view, Shikara Grand Finale. The big news coming out of this weekend, WWE related, was CM Punk signing with UFC. CM Punk is signing with UFC to do some fighting and uh, I think there's a lot of people mixed about how that's going to go. Uh, there were a lot of people certainly mixed about the news as it re- as it was revealed. Uh, what were your overall thoughts, Jeff, on this surprising announcement that CM Punk is going to fight in UFC? It's great for marketing and it's bad for the sport, I think. Um, maybe not bad for the sport, but for me, it's wolf tickets, so to speak. Um, I've never even heard of Punk winning a grappling tournament on a, on any level. Yet he's going into a fighting organization on the highest level. Not not the regionals to try a couple fights. Nope, right into the UFC. He's going right into the UFC. You, you, he's you got no record. And, and here's the problem. He's expressing interest in doing an MMA fight. The UFC can't look at that and say no. So it's kind of one of those things where... Yeah, it's a match. Yes, it's understandable. Do I like it? I don't know. I think I think for me it depends on how good he looks in the octagon. Um, I don't know that he can take a punch, let alone throw one. So I understand it. I'm just not a huge fan. I'm a wait and see guy on this one. Yeah, I I'm completely fine with it. You know, CM Punk wants to fight. He's got an organization that is willing to pay him to fight. I'm fine with that aspect of it, sure. And UFC is looking for big-name fighters that they can bring in because they have a ton of pay-per-view shows. They have a ton of free shows on Fox. They have free shows on FS1. They have their Fight Pass. They have just an inordinate amount of shows, and they got to fill them. Is CM Punk going to be the main event on a show? No. Could he be... You know, the first match on a pay-per-view card just to get people to buy the show, that's completely fine. Would it be better if he had maybe a 2-0 and record or something like that? Maybe. He's a celebrity fighter. I mean, this was this has been ru- ru- rumored for, you know, close to a decade that... I remember there was, there was a rumor that Wesley Snipes and Joe Rogan may go at it in the octagon at one time. So, I mean, it's been... These types of things have been around. I mean, the James Tony thing... Yeah, he he's a I wouldn't say he's a big name fighter, he's a big name who will be fighting. Yeah, I I mean a lot of people are looking at it like oh this pro wrestler who has no experience is coming in. Well, first of all, people have to start somewhere. 
Now, I'm not going to underestimate him. I, I wouldn't do that. I will. I mean, I, not to the point of the fake wrestling thing. That, that to me, incidental. No, no one cares about the pro. He's not doing it because he used to be a pro wrestler, and now he right. wants to be a real fighter. So that, that argument I find lame. He's doing it to try it. He's going to, I have no doubt that he'll train hard. I don't know if he's going to train one hard enough or if he even knows what training hard enough is because he says he's going into this hundred percent, but with all the other things he's got going on, I don't know how that's possible that he can go into this hundred percent. Doesn't it say on his uh, documentary or whatever that he was never athletically inclined? Well, he's yeah, he was never athletically inclined. So I, they're going to really have to fight. I mean, see, if CM Punk is going to do this for a couple of fights, if UFC really expects them to have CM Punk for more than just the one initial fight, he's got to win that first one. Because I don't see CM Punk losing the first one and keep doing it. I don't think this is going to be a new career path for 36-year-old Phil Brooks. No. I think he's going to try it once and he's going to quit. Yeah, he'll, he'll do it once if he wins. I think he's done if he wins, honestly. Or maybe then, they can convince him to let, do one and more. And then let him be a talking head because it's not like Joe. I mean, Joe Rogan knows his stuff when it comes to jujitsu and holds and, and things of that nature. But he wasn't necessarily ever in the UFC. Right. And, and Brooks can talk. So, But this is giving more perspective to those who think that CM Punk is going to come back to WWE at some point. He's no. got a lot of options. He's no. got options with UFC, not just to fight, but you're right, to do commentary later on and to do that. I mean, if he was really hard up on wanting to do one thing or other things are not panning out for him, he has so many options. He does not have to come back to WWE. If he had the need for the adulation of the crowd, he could find an organization that would give him a one shot. He could go to the New Japan Tokyo Dome show and do a one shot there. Or as he says, he could go to PWG. And uh, wrestle the Young Bucks, which uh, since I'm going on Friday, I would not mind. Yeah, I, I will just say going out on a limb when this announcement was first made and even beforehand, I was out there on that limb that said CM Punk would never fight. Right now, <laughs> I'm still only 50-50. I don't, even though he has this deal and he could be training for a fight and have all the intentions until he's actually in that cage. He's not a UFC fighter yet. I could see something falling through the cracks. Maybe he gets hurt, you know, with this real training. Well, if the concussions are real that he talked about, as he said about uh, Silva uh, Vanderlei, uh, you only have a certain number of punches on your on your uh, on your knockout card. Uh, if he gets into training and he gets dinged pretty well, um, we may not see him in the octagon. Yeah, I, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know. It's right now fifty fifty ever fights, and if he does, it's one and done whether he has a multi-fight deal or not. I think the multi-fight aspect is just so he doesn't end up going to one of these, like Bellator or going to a smaller independent promotion. Like like he would ever do that, first of all. But I think that's more UFC protecting themselves from giving CM Punk a pay-per-view fight in UFC and then going somewhere else. That's their oh, way yeah. of protecting. But I see CM Punk, if he fights, only doing one, whether it's a win or a loss. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the notes that we had from Raw. I only have a couple of things to talk about from this three and a half hour Slammy Awards. Um, anything from the awards themselves that you wanted to get into? WLC was robbed. That was about it. WLC was a was that for LOL moment? Uh, yes. That was LOL moment, right? Which yeah. may have been one of the more stacked categories. Honestly. Agreed. I mean, overall, I don't believe the voting was legit, so... 
I don't have a lot to say about it. They well, picked who they wanted to win. Here's the thing with Miz and Mizdow. Miz and Mizdow is current. It's in everyone's minds, oh, I don't and mean it is for pretty that. funny. I don't mean for that award. I mean overall. Okay. I mean for all the awards. All they right. picked who they wanted to win. Now, maybe I'm crazy. I watched this entire show. I don't know if Superstar of the Year was actually fan-voted or not. Everyone's no. talking about how Superstar of the Year was, I can't believe this vote went to Roman Reigns. That seems rigged. It should have been Brian, or you would have thought people would vote Cena. I thought that was the one award that wasn't even fan vote. Well, if that's true, then it's consistent with my thinking. Like, I'm uh, 90% sure that wasn't fan vote, but maybe I was just either, you know, maybe I had that in my mindset going in. Maybe yeah, I don't know. That's the carny aspect. Some of these awards will be fan voted on, but others won't. Yeah, I thought I thought they came out and promoted every single award as a fan vote. And then when that one came out and, and uh, Booker T gave, it was Booker T, right, with Superstar of the Year. Yeah, when Booker T opened up about the award, I don't think they opened it up to fan voting. I thought that was the only one they didn't. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just completely missed that aspect as I'm typing out what's going on. Because, I mean, let's face it, it was late in the show. I was tired. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're gonna put it all. I mean, they're gonna put it all on reins and see what happens. They're putting it. Well, I was, I was, you know, there's a mix on Twitter talking about Roman Reigns. Okay, he's, you know, there are people calling him haters. Like, why are you hating on Roman Reigns winning Superstar of the Year? He had a great year, but I'm, I'm <laughs> sitting here thinking that Roman Reigns was in the faction for six months, equal to two other men. He's been injured for three months, and the only thing he's really done as a single is beat Randy Orton at SummerSlam. It's really the only thing he's done. No titles, no nothing. When he, I believe he was also up for Breakout Star of the Year, the award that Dean Ambrose won. Right. And if they're coming from the same place and you give Dean Ambrose the Breakout Star of the Year award, how is Roman Reigns your MVP if Dean Ambrose broke out more than him? It's kind of like some of these baseball awards where you'll give... Uh, no, 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 you're overthinking that. I, oh, I'm definitely overthinking you're it because it's a fake award show. D Dean Ambrose got the best original screenplay at the Oscars award. Right. He's a guy, we, we get that, 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 that you're really good, but, but you're not quite the star that we think Roman Reigns is. Dean Ambrose was in the pack and he broke out where Roman to them was already outside the pack kind of thing. No, it's just a conciliatory award to say you're important, too. Hey, Dean That's... Ambrose. Yeah, you're important. You won the fan vote award, but the real awards go into Roman Reigns. Yeah. You hey, know. at least he was there and he got a good reaction. I mean, the crowd still remembers him. The crowd still likes him. He, he dropped the brass ring line, which I found incredibly lame. Well, there were a couple of things on the show because John Cena referenced the Vince podcast. And then you had Roman Reigns referencing the Vince podcast there. Um, so, yeah, thought... they were. I thought Dolph Ziggler came off incredibly poor in his speech. He was just doing the old, this is all because of you guys speech. Yeah. It took a couple of minutes to do it, which is fine. But I mean, overall on the show, even, I mean, th it just added to the fact that they're not capitalizing on this Survivor Series thing for him at all. Not at all. But uh, I, I, it's kind of what we thought. And apparently uh, Daniel Bryan was there, and they didn't let him go out during yeah. the real show. Daniel Bryan was there. They uh, WWE put up on Twitter photos of Bree and Daniel accepting their uh, Best Couple Award. Now, why would you do that, considering he won other awards that were a little bit bigger? Well, I, I, think... mean, I, uh, I mean, especially, like, to me, the way I could tell it was really, like, RK out of nowhere winning Best Hashtag over the Yes Movement is garbage. Well, as far as the hashtag, though, I don't think that is garbage. I think the RKO out of nowhere was 
more a more popular Twitter meme, if you will, with all the RKO vines. I think that was more important on Twitter than it was uh, for the Yes movement. Now, as far as fan participation, the Yes chance and everything, obviously would be the award winner there, but I don't believe they were even nominated. But as far as Twitter hashtag, the RKO Vines thing was pretty big for a month and a half. It's a big deal. Overall, the best thing about the Slammies themselves were Titus O'Neil in his suit. Titus O'Neil coming in when all the uh, divas are lined up for Diva of the Year trying to get a date for the evening. And no one would get him. And I I sent you his promo on the app. Yeah, I didn't see it yet. Oh, it's pretty good. All right, I'll I'll up. He made up an award for himself. Oh, I'm sure he did. And because, then he did, he did interplay with uh, Tom. Because he was the only one who didn't win one. He's wearing Joe Pesci's suit and a piece of wood covered in a piece of fabric for a tie. Good for it's him. Great. Good it's for Titus. Great. I like Titus. He made me laugh. No Heath Slater on the show. Well, he's having a few legal problems. He's got other things going on. But they yeah. Slater Gator was up for Tag Team of the Year, so good for them. Don't yeah. win anything, but... Yeah, together for think, two months. When I think the Road Warriors, the British Bulldogs, and the Heart Foundation, my next thought goes to Slater Gator. Yeah. The tag <laughs> team, re- the division is rebuilt with Los Matadorius and Heath Slater and Titus oh, O'Neill. Yeah. Rebuilt. One of the things I wanted to get into on this show. All right. And I think you would agree that this is worth talking about. Last night we had the Raw debut of Charlotte. Oh, here we go. In Greenville, South Carolina. I have avoided all reviews of this show because I'm afraid of stealing people's thunder. With NXT TakeOver on Thursday, Charlotte defending her NXT Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. To promote that event, we had Charlotte on the show, and she was wrestling Natalia. Natalia, who is currently involved in a storyline with Tyson, kind of. That's more of a... uh, you know, I think a total diva storyline than it is anything else. Because really, it hasn't progressed in two months. But we had Charlotte wrestle Natalia. And Natalia won. What, hold on, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, you, yeah, they were in a match together. Yes. Charlotte loses after going for a figure four leg lock, which she doesn't use. <laughs> Natalia rolled her up, pinned her in about two and a half minutes, which oddly enough was one of the longer matches of the night. Uh, yeah, Charlotte loses in the go-home-to-takeover, if you will. Not looking too incredibly impressive, although I do think she brings a star presence that no other diva does except maybe for AJ and Nikki Bella. Uh, yeah, go ahead with your thoughts on this segment, Charlotte's Raw debut. What a short-sighted, stupid, inept move by the WWE. There's just no other way to put it. Um, you're in Greenville, South Carolina, flair country, horseman country. You're debuting Charlotte, someone who you've been on record as saying is the next future superstar of your divas division. You are plugging a show in two nights to get eyeballs to your network. And you pin her in, other two, in under two minutes. You put her up against Natty, who could go for a good ten minutes. You could, I don't mind Charlotte losing if she puts up a good fight against the best wrestler in the Divas division. That's fine. Doing it in two and a half minutes is stupid. And, and, correct, and correct me here if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Charlotte does not even do the chops of Ric Flair, correct? Right. Because her whole gimmick was she was trying not to be her father, and then she eventually co-opted the woos and whatnot. Yeah, she's not Charlotte Flair. She's Charlotte. She's her own she's woman. Charlotte, she's her own woman. Mm-hmm. And yet, the only two moves she really used in this match were the chops and the figure four. Yes. In order to, quote-unquote, get over. Yes. You couldn't sacrifice another diva from the main roster. You couldn't even bring in a local competitor, quote-unquote, like Mia Yim or Leva Bates, who had been working NXT shows. Emma. To make her look good. Emma could have made her look good. You could have even used Paige here if you had wanted to. I wouldn't have used Paige, but I get it. No, you wouldn't have, but you could have. But even Natalia. Natalia is one of those divas that I think you could have used here. What does Natalia gain by winning? She gains nothing, and what does Charlotte gain by losing? Nothing. Oh, she was in in a ring with a WWE superstar, therefore she gets a rub. It's that BS short-sighted thinking. Which is funny, because next week in our WWE Top 100 matches to see countdown, next week is Charlotte and Natalia from earlier this year on TakeOver. This was no quality rematch. Oh, and it was nice of WWE to also plug her opponent in the match, which they didn't. They, I mean, they did. They showed the uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks graphic. Well, they showed the graphic. They, but they didn't really didn't talk show, much about her. No, They didn't do a video about well, Sasha. They only had two minutes to get this over. So it's, Yeah, well, it's ridiculous. I mean, you had, you know, well, you could have given you could have given her Cameron. You could have given her Eva Marie. You could mm-hmm. have given her Rosa friggin' Mendez. Yep. Anybody. I, uh, Summer Rae. Really? Um, honestly, you could have given her... Everyone, you could have given her Natalia Everyone like you did. Everyone except Nikki Bella or AJ. You could have or given Brie, her. right. Yeah, those are the three that were untouchable in this. Um, but yeah, two and a half minutes. She does all of the Ric Flair spots. She loses. She's the champion defending. You want people to buy this show to see this Charlotte, who did not look impressive enough to make anyone want to buy this network to see her defend a title when she just lost to Natalia. And now she's going to go about 12 minutes, probably, maybe even longer with Sasha Banks. And I get it that they're probably not the same exact audience. I mean, the hardcores are watching Raw and they'll be watching TakeOver, but the casuals who watch Raw are not going to watch TakeOver. But at least try to get some of those people to tune in. Well, here's the other thing. When you actually do bring Charlotte up, which I thought was going to be sooner than later. Now she looks like a geek. Unless you're going to do the same thing you did with Paige, which was a mistake, was bring her in and put the title on her. First match out, So, which I think is a bad move. Here's what I think a lot of people, not necessarily are missing, but it's not getting talked about for the few okay. people who are talking about this match. I would be fine with Charlotte losing. Just if, not, she had looked, if she had looked good. Just not the week before TakeOver. The week right. after, whether she wins or loses against Sasha Banks on Thursday... You could have her show up and lose maybe a five to eight minute match on Raw because she is still the youngster going up against Natalia, who's the veteran. See, the only way I can do that is if you if you sell that hard on TV and say, hey, this is this is the best girl from our developmental system going up against the best wrestler in our divas division. And they have a competitive fight and Charlotte comes out on the short end of the stick. That's the only way. That this this does anybody any good. It's the only way. You can't do it any other way. So why not sacrifice someone on your main roster for one match? 
one match just say and and you can play up the what they've done before is is here's this person coming up from developmental who thinks she's hot but you know what i've been on the main roster for a while i'm really good you know and and have an angle on tv you have three and a half hours of television build it on the show yeah i mean it was too short to get anything over she loses. Oh, it, was a, it was a throwaway. It was almost it, as it if was NXT, a was an, NXT was an afterthought. And then as soon as Charlotte loses, you do the continuing of this gimmick that so far has gone nowhere with Tyson Kidd taking the spotlight over Natalia. What, what is that all about? At some point, is Natalia going to wrestle Tyson Kidd? Where, where is your end game with this if you're giving it some thought? No, and, I think he, someone finds cats funny. Right. And then... That's it. You basically... Cut off. Charlotte is there standing bewildered, like, how could I just lose? She's looking at the ref. You go to Tyson Kidd and Natalia, and then that's it. No more Charlotte. No more anything NXT. Like, that was your advertisement for TakeOver. I think that's why it's more upsetting to me, at least, is that that was used as an NXT TakeOver promotional tool, which failed miserably. And Let that's ask- why it adds to the misery to me. Because if it was just a regular match... You don't have a takeover coming and she loses. I can swallow that. But you at least have to sell that the veteran is getting the better of the youngster. Yeah, and let me ask you another question here. If you were a first-time viewer, yep. take out everything you know about anything. Yep. Is, is Charlotte a face or a heel? Well, she was a heel last night. Yeah, but she was still trying to elicit audience reactions at the same time. It was funny because she was acting somewhat heelish, but then she was doing all the crowd spots that people would pop for. You know, the Ric mm-hmm. Flair, the chops, and the woos, and all this stuff. Yep. Yet wrestling, it was very confusing. Yeah. wrestling as if she was a heel. But again, yes. you had no time to tell any story about her. No, it was two, they, two and a half minutes on a three-hour show. Yep. A three-hour show. Um, it was a long one, but yeah, it, it was just worthless. Oh, my it, God. It actually did more harm than good being on it that did, show. It, it did nothing. It did absolutely nothing for this show. The only thing they could have done worse was to bring out Adrian Neville and job him to Cesaro or something. Yeah. Oh, it, it was... You could was have. Living. You should have had maybe Adrian Neville wrestle on the show, too, by the way. Oh, that would have been lovely. That, that would have been fine. You could have even, I mean, you don't want to do it with Justin Gabriel per se, but there's someone on the roster that can take that match. I mean, it, it, yeah, you can do it to Cesaro because he's not doing much now. Anyways. Cesaro might have been actually perfect. To, yeah, because uh, he, he does make guys look good. I mean, you could put you could put Sami Zayn on this show. He, he makes everyone look good except for himself. Yeah, well, I mean. Apparently. Well, there, there's this part of me, the cynical part of me thinks, well, if we have Charlotte go too long, she may get herself over. If Sami Zayn and Cesaro go out there for too too many minutes, then the crowd will t- tune into that and really enjoy it. We can't have that because there's no story. The other thing I wanted to mention on this Raw Ugh, was... I'm so mad. I'm so mad at that, Rob. You have no idea how angry that made me last night to the point where I couldn't concentrate <laughs> on these stupid fake awards because I'm like... Eh, the, this network is your lifeline, and you are treating it like crap. Maybe, maybe I'm just jaded, or whatever it's, the opposite of jaded is, because I watch this every week. But WCW, they do it with NXT. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, what are people supposed to tune in for? Reruns of Legends House, morons. I tune in on the off chance that Alex Shelley shows up. So far, oh. it hasn't happened. So far, but you never know. <laughs> 
Um, the other thing I wanted to get into was we had another Luke Harper match, another Luke Harper DQ loss, and another hilarious reason for the DQ loss. It's becoming a theme with Luke Harper now is he is finding the shittiest ways to get DQ'd. And last night in his match, his big epic battle for the first time ever with Rowan, his former tag team partner. Oh yeah, let's let's ruin that program. Big epic battle that we knew about 15 seconds before it actually took place. Luke Harper, Rowan, they're battling on the outside quickly in this match. I think this one went maybe two and a half minutes also. Luke Harper, there is a ladder set up on the outside. Rowan is standing up. Luke Harper lightly pushes the ladder into the shoulder of Rowan. (laughs) And referee Jason Harding, Jason Ayers, calls for the bell. Calls for the bell, says, I can't have that. I can't have this ladder that was already there. Mildly upsetting the arm of Eric Rowan. Calls for the bell. More and that distraction was your, and DQ finishes. More, more, I say. That was your big... I mean, this is becoming a thing because remember, I we had the Luke Harper DQ against Dean Ambrose where he slightly shoves Dean Ambrose backwards and Dean goes into the referee. We had... Was it Luke Harper and Dolph that had the kick to the nuts? Maybe I'm thinking of a different match. This was on SmackDown, I think. Uh, we're getting Luke Harper horrible DQ finishes. Not just DQ finishes. But stupid DQ finishes. That's how they protect him. This is Luke Harper's gimmick now. Mm. This is his gimmick. It's his thing. So that continues. Go grab that brass ring. Yeah. Those were the only notable things from Raw. Otherwise, it was a fill-in show, which is (laughs) crazy in itself because it was the go-home to this pay-per-view. I have a couple other things, just minor throw-offs. Nothing major if you want to hear them. I do want to hear him because i want to know what else happened on this raw show is it sad that rusev will sell an ankle more than a crushed trachea will last he was so good rusev is so good and it's perfect with jack swagger because he's done this every time he's wrestled jack swagger is he sells his ankle yes like it's being ripped off of his leg he's gonna sell this ankle in the match was, as if there's a lingering injury oh, as, yeah. opposed, as opposed to a man who has had his trachea crushed. Because he's so good. This man, he's in the ankle lock for maybe 30 seconds. And he's crying in pain. Yes! And he's holding his ankle and he's crying. And Jack Swagger is fighting so hard from the referees who are pulling him back to get more of Rusev. And he's on the floor staring at Rusev. And Rusev is so hurt. He can't even take a swipe at Jack Swagger, who's only a foot away. He just sits there in pain, injured, in shame after the ankle lock. Rusev is awesome. And Jack Swagger and Rusev together have been awesome. A lot of people are talking about, a lot of people are talking about, you know, why are they going back to this? How are they going back to this? So there's so much lack of depth. And yes, while there is a lack of depth, I am not going to hinder them putting Rusev and Swagger together. Because honestly, it's the best stuff that Rusev has done. It's the best stuff in maybe years that Jack Swagger has done. Put these two together. I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's give a little love to Jack Swagger here. He's been great. Because he deserves it. And you know what? It's lighting his fire, too. Because this guy is a guy that's looked like he's just, you know, going through the motions before. But in the feud with Rusev, he looks like he's lit up. Yeah, the other thing I had was that uh, I... What do you think of the Ambrose ambulance segment? 
<laughs> it, it, um, okay, so I will say that I did not watch the Dean Ambrose Bray Wyatt beatdown on SmackDown. So to me, I don't care that he shows up three days later from apparent crushed trachea. Now, to those who watch all the shows, first of all, to those who watch all the shows, most of them probably don't care either. But injury aside, how goofy is that? That Dean Ambrose, I don't know if he was driving the ambulance himself or if he was supposed to believe that, but he backs the ambulance into the arena. The lights are out because they were already out for Bray Wyatt's promo. Smoke is coming in from nowhere. And he just kicks open the doors and there he is, Dean Ambrose, back. To kill some bitches. Not even that. He wasn't there to kill some bitches. He was he was there to make faces and pull stuff out of the ambulance. Well, he did that too, yes. Well, I, you know, for me, it's like, okay, great. You want to show me he's, he's, he's a badass. He's a badass who's coming back. Those he doesn't care about his fly, injuries. Those doors fly open. Yeah, they he do. He has the collar on. Yeah, he does. With a chair. This is what I would do. It has the collar on. Has 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 some sort of IV in his arm, fake or something like that, attached yeah. to machines or something, and he's running down the aisle with a chair, looking to kill Bray Wyatt. That's what I want. I don't want him pulling out a table out out of an ambulance. Okay, give give me that visual, but give it to me in a less goofy, cartoony way. Give it to me like, yeah, Ambrose is coming to kill somebody right well, now. To me, it would have been. Bray delivered a hell of a promo, I thought. It was even, one of his even, best, even, yeah. Even though it's even though it's now become a feud over a broken piece of furniture. Right. But but there had to be some meaning that, behind it. And that visual with the smoke in the ambulance was great. And then it's just, oh, Dean comes out with makes a few faces and then starts pulling stuff and acting wacky, and then he hits Bray in the head with a chair after he throws it the wrong way. The the visual was, it was an interesting visual, yes. Um, I think it would have been more cartoonish personally if he was coming out with wires attached to him. So well, I'm no, fine that he didn't have any of that. Well, I mean, I needed a reason for the smoke to be in the ambulance. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Well, it's Bray Wyatt program. Smoke just shows up. It follows well, so, them both. So, so do holograms. I don't yeah. want that. But you had, you're absolutely right about Dean Ambrose coming out of this ambulance. And then most of the entire segment was him finding weapons. Yeah, no, just go, go, go hit him. He's, he's taking forever to go through the stage. He's setting up table. He's got this ladder. He's got the chair and he's got all this stuff. By the time he actually gets in the ring to go after Bray Wyatt, he throws in one shot and then it's over. Like, of these, of this three minutes, they were maybe brawling, if you will. Ten seconds of it was him physically contacting Bray Wyatt. The rest was looking for toys. But that's his gimmick. His gimmick is prop guy. Yeah, prop guy. He's Gallagher. Prop guy. Two other quick hits, even though these weren't so quick. Um, first off, we hit the the five minutes of self-doubting Cena. We did. Again. He was actually, I, I thought that he was stealing Sami Zayn's gimmick here. A bit. If I can't win this one, I may as well just go. This is, is the this exact build to the NXT TakeOver main event. Yes. And and this should have happened after Brock, not after not not before Seth. <laughs> it did kind of happen uh, with The Rock. It should have been more serious Brock, with I mean, Brock. No, I, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying it did happen with The Rock. 
But you're right. It should have been more so with Brock Lesnar. This is a four-month storyline, and they take five minutes. He's going to battle. He's going to battle Roman Reigns one day, and he's going to be doubting himself then. Oh, but he'll only doubt himself for half an hour before the main event segment. He's going to battle Rusev one day. He's going to doubt himself then. And then, uh, did you read anything into the Paulie Rollins segment? No, because I don't think uh, this is one of them false teases. I, I here's the thing. Well, Brock may not be coming back. Brock's well, I mean, he's coming back, coming back. No, 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 he's coming back for this last part oh, I know. of his contract. So here's here's different ways that I think you could take that segment. If you want to take it in the way that maybe Brock Lesnar will get involved with the tables match at TLC and help Seth Rollins win, that's one way you can take it. I look at it, it was one of these false teases where John Cena is going to win at TLC anyway, so you're not going to have this Brock and Seth Rollins you know, thing. It's just one of those stories they tell to get another perception in there. Okay. And that's the way I took it, is this was a false tease. I took it as, I took it as a false tease that could become a real tease in that if Brock decides not to re-sign with the WWE, then Rollins could slip into being a Paul Heyman guy. Well, that could happen too, but I think at this point, Seth Rollins is kind of on his own, and that's the way it should stay. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I, I And I agree it was a false tease because I don't think... I don't think they're going to be able to program something with Rollins and Lesnar. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. Damn it, people won't know who to root for. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't see that particular program happening. Um, let me ask you this. Seth Rollins, right. will he have the briefcase the day after WrestleMania 31? Or will he have cashed it in beforehand? Doesn't he have to cash it in by WrestleMania? Isn't that the rule? Nope. Or on WrestleMania? Nope. Oh, it's by Money in the Bank. Yep. Um, I don't think he will. I think he'll get rid of it probably sometime around Royal Rumble. Oh, so he loses? It's a possibility. Because if yeah, if you were to cash in at Royal Rumble or, he, or before, or he's, or he's a transition guy. Yeah, I I see short. him. Uh, because yeah. I don't know. This is part of this goes into my picks, and I'm so confused about what my picks are <laughs> what my picks are going to be because I was trying to. Okay, well, let's go into the is, picks. Is is, Ro- is Roman coming back? Is Orton coming back? Right. Are all these you people know? just going to show up at TLC and ruin yeah, or, everything? Or, or, or are they going to Are they going to hold off for the Royal Rumble for a surprise entrant? Right. Well, let's let's uh, go. I wanna, I, well, before we get into the picks, I do want to say one somber thing, and this isn't about Raw. This is just about the news, and I want to. Right. Uh, I'm sad about the passing of uh, ex-WWE year, but also just a a great tag team wrestler, Jimmy Del Rey. Um, I was a big fan of the Heavenly Bodies. I got to meet him at a Smoky Mountain show in the uh, early 90s. Um, I think I was in Lynchburg, Virginia. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Um, Underrated, I think. He had a hard time coming in because he was replacing Stan Lane, who was very, very popular. And even his, you know, his WCW lightweight stuff as Jimmy Graffiti, which is one of the worst gimmicks known to man. And even as an enhancement ta- talent after Pritchard left him in ECW, were, were pretty strong stuff. So uh, he was only 50. So, you know, or 50, what was it, 52, I think. Somewhere but, around uh, there. But he could have been nicer to me, and I was just, you know, a kid. So, um, you know, 
that that I found very sad. I, I love tag team wrestling and the Heavenly Bodies. Both incarnations were 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 a great team to me. Yeah, Jimmy Del Rey is uh, gone, but we move into our predictions for WWE TLC and S. Yeah. After talking about Raw, a big big match show. I mean, as far as the number of matches, they have nine. They have one pre-show match and eight on the actual pay-per-view. WWE of, Network exclusive. None of which mean anything. A lot of uh, a lot of jumbled. This is not the card that I was expecting three weeks ago. After Survivor Series, it's like it's like a it's like a Survivor Series rematch. Well, Just especially at the end of Raw, we had basically Team Authority versus yeah. Team Cena battling they, in the ring. Why are they sticking together? The band's broken up, and now they're Go all on. now they're all going their own way. Um, yeah, that. That final segment on Raw last night was a hell of a build for Survivor Series. Yeah, Eric Rowan, the genius, just goes running down there to get dinged in the head by the he's big not, shit. He's not acting very very uh, bright. This is not the cerebral assassin that we've been made out to believe he is. No, it's really not. But we'll start with a preview. Um, <laughs> so last month at Survivor Series, we started our prediction contest. I went 4-1. and one. Jeff Hawkins went 5-0. and zero. 100%. Yeah. A thousand percent, if you will. Man, that award ceremony was something, too. There were models and big fat check and everything. Yep. And all I got was ramen noodles. That Voices of Wrestling podcast money coming in. You're right. <laughs> I think I owe them, actually. What? Um, no, no. <laughs> uh, Joe's going to have my legs broken. We'll start with the preview, uh, the preview show. The New Day is going to come in and wrestle gold and stardust. It's yes, a tag the team match. The aspirational black men versus gold and red dust. I have uh, the New Day winning this one. Yep. You have the New Day winning this one. I even have everything written down. I made all my picks. I was telling you before the show that usually I come on here and I hedge my bets. I let you pick on the ones that I'm unsure about and then decide. Nope. I got them all written down now. Sticking to did. them. Girl. I just find the picks game stupid, even though I dominate you. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I should just stop <laughs> caring. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, now take a bet. Who's going to be the two to be in the tag team? Oh, interesting. I predict it is going to be Kofi and Big E. I would as well. Yes. They could throw Xavier Woods in there for us, but uh, I see no, Big I, E. I think- I think Xavier's in there to get jobbed out occasionally. So if they're winning, it's going to be the two guys they want to keep strong. Yeah. Uh, We head into our actual show. And uh, we'll start first with the big TLC match. Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt. Uh, The build has been shaky. It's been off and on. Uh, We have, at last count, Dean Ambrose on top. Even though less than one week ago, Bray Wyatt almost murdered Dean Ambrose. Crushed his head and his neck. Dean Ambrose is back, smoke and all. He's got superpowers now. He's a Highlander. And Bray Wyatt Oh, is... no, he took, he took Mirakuru or whatever that thing is from Arrow. He just Arrow regenerates reference. stuff. And, Love Arrow. Yeah, and now, so Bray Wyatt is looking for revenge, although he's somewhat scared of Dean Ambrose now because Dean Ambrose was the first guy who chopped Sister Abigail's chair, crushing it, destroying it. I'll make this pick, Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt. I have Dean Ambrose winning this match. And for the sole reason that it's about time he finally wins one. He's got to win one. There's no other option. People are telling me that, oh, Bray Wyatt is the bigger heel. He needs to be the one to win this match. 
No. It is Dean Ambrose's time. He hasn't won a singles match on pay-per-view at all. Who do you got in this big TLC match that probably won't go on last? You know, Dean Ambrose should win. And I'm going to say he will win. Yeah. Should I, should not, I write it, it down? Should I lock it, it down? Lock and load. <laughs> um, but it would not shock me whatsoever if they let Bray win this. Yeah, why not? Just give Dean Ambrose a perfect loss oh, record. Sorry. An over on pay-per-view. Because um, they see things in, in Bray that they don't necessarily in Dean. I don't know, but I'm going with Dean Ambrose. Fake Jeremy Borash on Twitter says Ambrose either wins this or he turns heel. Well, I don't see him turning heel, so I guess that means he has to win. I could see him turning heel if Roman comes back and that'd be the first feud because, hey, why not beat up Dean Ambrose? Because <laughs> it's not like people like him. <laughs> Rob Lamka on Twitter says TLC will be overbooked and tedious with maybe one good match. I agree. If he believes there will be one good match, I got to figure most people are expecting this to be it. Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt. I expect this to be the show stealer. I, you know what? I got another match that might steal the show. Well, as we go along this, I think a common theme is going to, you know, arise where we may not be excited for every match, but there's probably a good three or four that could be really good. Like this pay-per-view could be one of those sneaky ones that looks awful going in with the horrible build and some really bad matches on there, but also some ones that could you know, be a four star or above if you're a big star ratings person. Uh, let's let's not push it. I think there could be some pretty good ones if they're given time, but with eight matches on the show and all the other BS they have to get through, probably we're not going to see a lot of time being given to these. Nope. Uh, so we both have Dean Ambrose in that one. We are so far on the same page. We'll get to the big chairs match, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people are excited for. I'm going to TLC specifically for this match. The Ryback versus Kane Quick one here. I don't see any value in Kane getting the win. I give this one to the Ryback. Although I say that knowing that at one WrestleMania, Kane beat Randy Orton for no reason. So you never know with Kane. But I'll go the Ryback in this. Oh, you put much more thought into it than I did. Ryback easily. Ryback. Well, I mean, I think most people thought Randy Orton was going to win at that one show easily. And then Kane, of all people, wins. Yeah, but then Randy, like, Miss a drug test or something around that time? I don't. I, nope. I don't think so. I think it was just uh, Randy Orton. We're deciding we're going to throw this wrench in the plans. Make sure all these people who are swear for its own sake. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, stairs match. Literally the match that is changing pay per view history. <laughs> Eric Rowan against Big Show. I'm fascinated to what you pick on this one. Which is why I'm going to go second. No, you're not. All right, fine. I have Eric Rowan winning. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's the new guy in the block. Yeah. You got to give him a win here, and the big show doesn't need one. Oh, oh, logically, you're correct. Yeah. I could totally see them. Well, big show's a much bigger name, and we need to... Rowan needs a win here. He really does. And so far, it's, you know, babyface, 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 babyface. We're going to have some heel winners here coming up next basically. Uh, so we both, so. we both have Rowan winning mm-hmm. this one. Uh, the next one is going to be the big rematch, the U.S. championship. Rusev battling Jack Swagger, the feud reborn. I will let you go first on this one. Rusev crush. Yeah, th- this seems like not the time to give Jack Swagger a win out of nowhere for no reason. Uh, just have Rusev squash this guy or do whatever they're going to do. Maybe a 15-minute battle. 
Rusev wins. Because next is up, it's the Royal Rumble. Rusev yeah. is not going to be middling with these mid-card geeks for the next three months because he's probably, I hope, going to be in bigger things leading up to WrestleMania. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think, uh, I think Rusev's getting the Roman Reigns spot from last year where he throws out a bunch of guys. Could be. So Rusev, I have winning that one. The Divas Championship is on the line. Nikki Bella with Brie Bella battling AJ Lee. AJ Lee gave her big uh, Slammy award-winning speech saying she's not done being queen yet. She's going to take her title back. And then she got a tattoo of a Slammy. It was very nice. Yes. I have news for Miss Lee. Mm-hmm. She's not getting her title back. Nope. It's going to be Ms. Bella. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Bella versus AJ? <laughs> really? You're going to make me do that? I am. And it's 1 to 10? 1 to 10. That's a vast yeah. chasm. 3.14. I was actually going to guess you say 3.5. I really was. <laughs> I'll, go with, I'll go with pie. A year of doing this show. We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm... I'm oddly fascinated with this one. That's the only reason why I asked, because I'm oddly fascinated with this. Nikki's been going longer, which is fascinating from that point of view. And she's been good. Yeah. When she's intense heel like this, and again, Paige was the same way, AJ's the same way. When they're intense in the ring using their their heel characters, they're all pretty good. Well, with the two of them in the ring together, Nikki has that power lifter look going so it's yeah. almost a David Goliath thing. I mean, I hate it's it's a terrible adjective to use, but Nikki looks beefy. She does though. No, I, I know exactly what you mean by that because you can tell a very big difference, and not just with the augmentations, but you can tell a big difference between the bodies of Nikki and Brie Bella. They yes, they look more different than they ever have before. Um, I agree. The tag team titles are on the line. Miz and Miz Dow against the Usos. This has been, for the last couple of weeks, more of a singles feud between Miz and Jimmy. But the tag team titles are on the line. Um, right now, Miz Dow is one of your most overperformers. Mm-hmm. And the Usos make credible challengers, which mm-hmm. is why this, this could be a show-stealing match also. If given time, this could be really good, really fun. The crowd, I think, is going to be super into it. So much so that I could see them putting this match on first on the show and just getting huge crowd reactions. Um, but I don't see new champions. I see Miz and Mizdow retaining the tag titles. I agree, and I think uh, I think Naomi's going to have something to do with it. Which is a weird dynamic in there because it makes zero sense, except now that Jimmy's a little jealous and she's she's getting her dreams kind of I'm not, squashed. I'm not saying she turns heel. I'm saying possibly distraction. Oh, oh no, her. yeah. But as far as playing into it, they've brought her into this uh, with the whole Miz and the LA agent and her screen test, which, you know, if you were going to LA for the first time, Jeff, would a screen test be one of the things an agent would do for you? I, I don't know much about Hollywood, but to me, um, an audition maybe first, maybe a reading might be first. But well, a, screen... Screen te- a screen test is an audition. Okay. Um, if if you have a powerful enough agent, and if you are a big enough name to get you onto a studio lot of some kind. It, 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 a screen test doesn't come unless it's a big project. Right. So what br- big project is Naomi a part of? Marine 4. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a big something. Uh, 12, hour, 12 hours part 6. Now this is where I think we're going to be... Uh, the last two matches on the show are going to be the make and break for our predictions. Because so far we've aligned on every single match. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to in the next two. 
or at least mm-hmm. one of the next two. Really? Uh, the Intercontinental Championship, Luke Harper and Dolph Ziggler. Um, I'll go first in the main event, but I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, who do you have winning the Intercontinental Championship match? I think this match may steal the show. This is the one I think is going to possibly could, oh, be yeah? better than, 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 than we give it credit for. I don't see taking the belt off of Luke Harper right now. I know we discussed this, and you have a perfectly valid scenario for it. Dolph Ziggler is going to win. Okay. Dolph Ziggler is going to win, and this is why. Because I have to believe this whole post-Survivor Series fake push, because let's be real, it hasn't been much of anything. Right. Has got to culminate, or at least continue, with him beating the guy that beat him because of all the shenanigans from the authority. He's got to no, get this title per- back. That's a perfectly valid reason, and that's why they won't do it. <laughs> yes, and they very well may not, but um, because we talk about Dolph Ziggler getting lost in the shuffle, and he's still going to get lost in the shuffle whether he has this championship or not, but you got to give the guy a singles win here. Okay. And they can continue. They can rematch at Royal Rumble, and Luke Harper gets the better of him on Raw's in between or whatever you got to do, but Luke Harper will be fine losing this match. Dolph Ziggler needs to win. No, I, I I almost picked Ziggler, but I just I I think they want to try something more with with Harper, and I don't think you can do that by taking the belt off of him. They they very well could. Uh, so there's our first difference. That'll be the make and break. And now we have the tables match, the main event of TLC. John Cena putting up his number one contendership on the line against Seth Rollins, who is putting nothing on the line. Uh, we have this big match. John Cena, again, is in a main event of a pay-per-view. Tough to vote against him. That is one of the major factors why I'm not voting against him, and I believe they won't be taking the number one contendership of John Cena away because it has been a long-term plan for that rematch with Brock. Uh, and this, I believe he got the number one contendership, what, over a month ago, right? Yes. It's been a while. So a month ago, I don't think they were planning ahead to TLC thinking we're going to put that number one contendership on the line. It's just something they decided to make a part of the story because they know that Cena's going to win. So by that logic, I'm going to go with John Cena as the winner of this main event. Yeah, it's fascinating because the only way I could see John Cena losing this is if there were a way for him to build it back, which has been a story before, and for them to swerve that. Rollins would be named the number one contender by virtue of that, but instead they give it to a returning Randy Orton or a returning Roman Reigns. But I still think Reigns is going to win the Rumble, so I don't think they'd do that to him. John Cena has a odd history in table matches, because you might recall at TLC, he lost the world championship to Sheamus mm-hmm. in a table match because they didn't want to pin him. So right. it's, it's very conceivable Oh, sure. That they don't they don't view this as a real loss for John Cena. John Cena basically said as much in his promo on Raw last night. Correct. He was talking about how this is, you know, a slip on a banana peel can cause you the the match. All he has to do is go through a table. He doesn't have to really get beat. So yeah, that could be setting up this loss the way he was dismissive of this type of match. So what is your pick? Oh, John Cena is going to win. Okay. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of faking it out here. I get right. that. But the fact is, Seth Rollins has the briefcase. He is a number one contender at any time he sees fit. Yeah. And I don't, unless they're going to make, unless they're going to have him beat Cena and name Orton number one contender, but I can't see them 
jobbing Orton to to Brock that right. quick. I think Royal Rumble is going to be Cena Cena Brock three, and uh, and that'll be it. I think so that that might be when we get our Rollins and Orton match. Although at the same time, they could just stuff everyone in the Royal Rumble and not have yeah, a lot of singles and, matches and and tell those stories and then save those for the build because I. I think Rollins and Orton may be the call for WrestleMania. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's the way they should go. Um, I thought it might have been Orton and Triple H before they just started doing all this sting business. But uh, TLC is a weird show because three weeks ago we thought, okay, coming out of Survivor Series, these are all the matches that make sense. And then they completely shuffled the card into something we didn't quite anticipate. And now with Royal Rumble being, what, six, seven weeks away, I can't even begin to predict what that card's going to look like. I just Mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to because one any match I think of right now may not make sense three weeks from now, the way these guys are booking this show. Uh, So that's TLC. We move to a show that takes place on Thursday before TLC is NXT takeover. Our evolution. Yes. Thursday night where you're going to be live at shakethemropes.com with a live post show as soon as the show ends. So I hope you would join us with all of your comments, thoughts and opinions of the fallout of the show. You better. I'm staying past my bedtime, kids. I want some participation from you. Yes. So we have all the information at shakethemropes.com, phone number to contact us, email, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, there is going to be a one-hour hype show all day on WWE Network uh, for this event. So if you uh, need to catch up on NXT and want to do so quickly, Renee Young is hosting an hour-long show that'll catch you all up. Um, we'll do this. There's no opponent announced yet. But Kevin Owens is debuting on this show. Yes, he is. So as far as our preview, who might Kevin Owens get in the ring with? And is there any any way that Kevin Owens loses his debut? No, and I think it'll probably be CJ Parker. I I think that's like his uh, dedicated role now. Mm-hmm. CJ Parker welcomes in the new guys by uh, letting them beat him. Or Sylvester LaFort, but I still think it'll be... Uh... I still think it'll be CJ Parker. Uh, interesting. I don't have as high hopes for this show as I did last week because I'm thinking they're going to, uh, just from watching NXT, I think they're going to overbook this show. I've, and I'm a little worried about it. That's an interesting thought, too, because I've read that a lot more. People not having the highest of hopes into this for that exact reason. And it's funny because we don't get a lot of overbooking on these takeover specials. No, it's usually a pure wrestling show to show off the talent, but this one feels very sports entertainment-y. It has the feel of just hijinks, chaos. Right. Yes, it has the feel of a lot of interference and a few banana peel finishes. There are four matches announced, five if you count the Kevin Owens, which isn't really announced yet, although he is debuting. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. We'll start with the first one, a big tag team grudge match. Finn Balor, Hideo Itami, going up against the Ascension. Uh, Balor and Itami have gotten basically the upper hand ever since Balor has come into the company. But Itami was beaten up for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks before that. So really right now, there's no clue there as to, you know, who's kind of getting the upper hand going into this match. Um, What do you predict as far as the quality of it and who do you think wins? I don't think it's going to be a classic, but I think it'll be entertaining, and I think uh, Balor and Atami win. Uh, quick question, because I don't watch SmackDown on a regular basis. I just watch bits and pieces. Did Xavier Woods take the double foot stomp from the top rope? Because I read from that what? he finished. Uh, 
Basically, did he take Balor and Atami's uh, stomp from from the top? When would Xavier Woods have ever done that? He did it in the SmackDown match that that the New Day won on uh, last Friday, I think. Because because I was reading the report and it said he came off from the top rope. Uh, oh, you're asking if Xavier Woods did the double foot stomp? Yeah. Oh. When you say took the double foot stomp, what well, are you talking? Well, well, when I say took it, I mean, I mean, I, I have a theory no, you that, stole that it. there's, yeah, that there are guys on the main roster who watch NXT and steal stuff because I know the stole the, the, the miss the miss stole something from uh, 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 Tyler Breeze. So, well, as you know, as a sane person, I don't watch SmackDown, right? Because I am sane. Okay, uh, so I will try to find out. Um, yeah, apparently. He did. Okay. Apparently he took the double foot stomp. He stole Great. it. Yeah. Uh, but what are you going to do? No, I, th- I think... Uh, Balor and Atami. I think so far they've done a good job with Balor and Atami, or at least with Balor. I think it continues. <laughs> yeah, Balor's been great. Hideo Atami's just... Now, he's now the, the sidekick. Is, now the question is, what does he debut that we've never seen before? The body paint. Body paint's coming, guys. Copyright infringement? Something we've never seen before. Okay. Body paint's coming. I don't think it's going to be body paint of any particular thing. Okay. It's just going to be body paint. All right. Although not that it would matter. I mean, Rey Mysterio came out in a Joker costume at one, one WrestleMania, so... Yeah, but they had, they had the approval of DC. All right, well... They have the approval of me. Okay. For him to do whatever he wants. Uh, Finn Balor, Hideo Itami... I think the body paint's debuting. We're we're aligned on that one. Uh, the okay. tag team titles are on the line. The Vaude Villains go up against the Lucha Dragons. And I'll just save a lot of the talking for this one. I think the Vaude Villains win and take the titles, ending the short reign of the Lucha Dragons. Huh. That's right, I do, did it. Do you think they're a transition for Balor and Atami? I think they're a transition for whoever they want to do. Um, it just makes more sense, I think, for a heel to have these tag titles. The Ascension did it so long, you want to have challengers. And to me, the Lucha Dragons, even as champions, they're just there. I see them on the show, and I'm like, okay, these two guys. Nothing they do is important. And I know the goal of this you know, developmental system is to make guys important. But I don't know if you're going to do that with the Lucha Dragons right now, at least in this capacity. And I can see the Vaudevillains winning by nefarious means, and then... They get their rematch on a big NXT episode or maybe on the next special or maybe on one of those WrestleMania pre-shows, whatever you're going to do. But I see the heels winning this one and the heels in this role are the vaudevillains. I don't. I still think the Lucha Dragons are going to win this. Yeah, we got some tiebreakers here. Um, All right. So Lucha Dragons retain for you. The vaudevillains win for me. And part of it, too, is I need some heels to win on this show. Well, I think I think. I think they like having long title reigns in NXT, so I just can't see them doing this. I think they do, but I'm kind of using your logic that there might be some goofiness here. Okay. Because I think there's going to be some goofiness. I think there will be too, and we'll get into that. Because I think this might be one of the matches you might think there are goofiness. Well, wait a second. We're going to miss it. If we're going into the title matches now, we're missing a match. What are we missing? Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey. That's not happening. It's not? Nope. Why not? Because that's not a match that's happening. I thought it was. Didn't they build it on the NXT show? They did not. Yeah, they they're, did. They're obviously building these two to battle at some point, but it's not happening at TakeOver. You're kidding me. I have to go through more of this crap? Well, yeah, because right now they're just guys who are trying to win matches 
quickly. In quicker times. I thought I thought I thought that was the last thing. Oh, you're not one, you're not gonna kill this off. Well, that was the last pins, thing so far, but you're not gonna kill this a, off. One guy pins a guy real quick, the other guy comes in, pins a guy even quicker. Right. I thought that's it. That's it. That's the end. Let's watch this stupid thing. No. Because I have no interest in seeing Bull Dempsey. No. At least Ever. it's not it's not a match announced. It's not a match that I expect to happen. Ah. Uh, yeah. So we, we're not going into that one because it I may not happen. More, I have more of this you to, have more? to suffer well, through. Well, first of all, too, and I noted this when I went to the tapings, is I, there's still two guys who are battling it out in that respect. They're not ready to have a match yet because you still got to build these guys up a little bit more. They're just going to go into a hard-hitting affair after winning matches for 12 seconds. They're not ready for each other yet. It's not happening. Oh, look, Corbin's winning anyways. Just get well, I know that. <laughs> I know that. And it very well may be added on the show, but it's not something that's been promoted yet. Ah. Um, so we'll go into the women's championship. Charlotte, who just lost in two minutes to Natalia, is battling Sasha Banks, who is my dream. Oh, mine too. And in my dreams... Actually, both Sasha and Becky Lynch combined. I'd I, I go for big me, I think. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just talking about respect <laughs> that I have for these women, uh-huh. as uh... well as their athleticism. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch is amazing, mm-hmm. but she's the B player right now. Oh, yeah. Sasha Banks is the A player, and she's going to be the A player with the NXT Women's Championship because she's going to beat Charlotte. Charlotte's lost all her confidence from that loss to Natalia. Obviously, none of this is actually going to happen, but I'm going to pred- predict Sasha wins. I think she wins the title here, but I don't think the feud is over by a long shot. I also predict that Sasha Banks wins the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I disagree with you on how. I don't think she necessarily beats Charlotte. I think Bailey comes down and does something dumb, babyface-like, and ruins ruins the match for Charlotte, and Sasha steals a win. This is your banana peel finish, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see something with, uh, because they've played up these seconds, you know, Becky and Bailey so much, that you would yeah. think they have some part of this title match. Uh, at the same time, I like them just doing the one-on-one singles match. I've heard crazy, you know, predictions out there that Bailey's going to come down. They're going to do a horseman beatdown on Charlotte. Uh, I don't. I don't like the Bailey heel turn here. I, I don't. No, because it would it make they, no it, sense. Well, if they hold it off for uh, for a bit, it'll make sense because what's going to happen is Charlotte's going to be mad at Bailey and want to take it out on her in the ring, and then Bailey's going to turn heel. I think on Charlotte. Yeah. Eventually, down the road. Down the road, not yet. No. All right, so we both have Sasha Banks winning this match. Well, I, hope, the I boss. hope it happens. I love it. The boss. You know, we That's can use she... a little bit of a change. She's been the champ for a year, time for someone else. She may be my most improved on my ballot this year. Could be. Mm-hmm. She's deserving. Uh, we go into the NXT Championship. Adrian Neville defends against Sami Zayn. Kind, yes. of, kind of like Dean Ambrose, it's time for Sami Zayn to get the win. All these Gabe Sapolsky, you know, false teases of him winning a match. Time for them to end. Sami Zayn wins the title. Clean. No nefarious means. Nothing crazy is happening. Sami Zayn's going to win this one. He's going to win it right. He's going to be the nice guy. He's going to shake Adrian Neville's hand after the fact. And they're going to go their separate ways until Adrian Neville attacks him and fully turns heel. To set up the rematch. Sami Zayn is winning the title. I think Sami Zayn is going to win the title. And I think he's going to think he won it clean. But I think oh, there's no. going to be that. The, hold on. No, I think this no. is where it's going to be overbooked. Listen to me. Okay. 
Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because of what they did on NXT. Uh-huh. He's going to have that moment. See, I almost picked Neville because I, I figured Sami Zayn snaps and tries to cheat to win and ends up it blowing up in his face. I thought that might be the, 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 the move here, but it's not, I don't think. I think the move here is Sami Zayn believes he won clean and did it the right way, but at that moment where he could cheat, he doesn't. But Kevin Owens comes down, does what's necessary, and he doesn't see it. And then Zane gets the pin for the win. I think there's... Now, that's a theory right there. I haven't really seen much talk about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn being involved together, but I think that's probably a prevalent opinion out there that they just link these two guys together so much that Kevin Owens might be involved with Sami Zayn. I just don't see that happening. Well, I I see them feuding eventually down the road. I don't see them feuding now. I see them being uneasy partners not necessarily feuding partners, but a little bit of the, like Zane, a bit uneasy of his past with Owens. Cause I don't think they would have brought it. I don't think they would have brought it up on his NXT promos if they're not going to use it eventually. And yeah. I think they're going to use it here. I don't, and they're going to kind of keep, I mean, it's not going to be a close, close partnership where they're always, you know, seconding one another or whatnot. But I think, I think it's going to be a tease for, for a long-term program. Cause I don't, necessarily see Sami Zayn getting called up. I see them being kept apart for a while. Not okay. necessarily on purpose or not. They're just I think you can still keep them apart after this. I think I they're just, apart. I just I just see it as a, as a play into the history from the promo thing. Well, at the same time though, we also brought up Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins and none of them are on the NXT roster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, it could happen. But we both agree that Zayn's winning here. I I believe that Sami Zayn is going to win. This is the time. This is the childhood dream come true. This is the Tommy dream yep. of getting over Raven. Yeah, I could see someone debuting after and getting involved. Not Kevin Owens per se, but I could see Who? them bringing up someone else. Adam Cole. <laughs> Sorry, that's not even funny. It really wasn't. I know. <laughs> it's all right though. Adam Cole, baby. Well, um, no, just just the rumors. I'm loving. No, those. I got you. But, but I mean, who could you see debuting after this? I don't know. I don't know. Just anyone. Just whoever they want to give the next push to. Sammy, I mean, Sammy Callahan? Ron Stoneman, Sammy Callahan. Anyone. I don't know who they got ready or who they want to get no, ready. you had someone in mind. I don't. You I had... actually don't. I just, I'm a blanket oh. statement. I could see them debuting somebody. The guy with the big hands. The Briscoes. Hugo Knox. Just somebody. Like, if they want to go away from Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn and just you know, kind of kick off the Sami Zayn title run with a new challenger and not rehash the whole angle with Adrian Neville. I could see them debuting someone after the fact, someone new. And they got plenty of people down there who can come up. I don't know if everyone's ready, but I can just see somebody. Would Neville be in cahoots with this person? No, I think they would just move Neville onto something else. See, I think they're going to wait for another NXT show and then do that debut then. The problem, or, the problem there is if they rush another NXT show into February, maybe, but we might not see another NXT special until April at the earliest. I don't even mean, I don't mean a special. I mean like TV tapings. Oh, yeah. That could happen. There's a lot well, of different kind, things that could happen. Kind of like you don't have the next guy for John Cena debut at the pay-per-view. You have him debut on the Raw after the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. could happen. That, that'll that still count. It's close enough in proximity. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, So earlier today, I watched Marty Jannetty versus Shawn Michaels from the Raw on May 17th, 1993, as yes. you did. Yes. 
Uh, this is match number 97. After watching the September 93 match. Yeah. <laughs> you got the double dose of Marty Jannetty and Shawn yeah. Michaels. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, match number 97. We're running down the top 100 matches to see on WWE Network Before You Die. This is a WWE.com list that came out a month ago or so. And we're going to run down all 100, uh, review them, kind of dig into the history of some of these matches and just uh, get a sense of what's out there or what WWE.com feels is must-see. This is the first of what will end up being 11 matches of Shawn Michaels on this list. He makes up 10% or 11% to be specific of this entire list. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. This this match happened on the same Raw, by the way, that the kid beat Mm -hmm. Razor Ramon. Yep. This is the big Sean Waltman, Scott Hall, one, two, three kid raw. And by all means, we were sure told about it several times during this match. That was the big deal coming out of this raw was the one, two, three kid. Not so much what was about to happen on Janetti and Michaels. No. And uh, did you read up on any of the history about this match? I mean, not much. Just, I, you know, the backstory of Janetti and Michaels breaking up and Janetti coming back to uh, get revenge in a way. And Right. But uh, the fascinating thing that I read that I didn't know was that this is actually a apology match for Marty Janetti from the WWE. Um, the Royal Rumble match that they had in 93 was not well received. And apparently Shawn Michaels buried Janetti as being the guy at fault here for it. He said he was drunk or was having substance abuse problems or something like that. So Janetti was kind of let go at this time, I believe. And uh, and I'm trying to get my timeline right because as, as our friend uh, Damien told me, I had my timeline wrong on ECW because I was going from memory. So I'm trying not to go as much from memory this time, but I'm still kind of going from memory. So I apologize if I get it wrong. Um, and it was actually Mr. Perfect who went to the WW, who went to Vince to go to bat for Marty Jannetty, which makes his involvement in this storyline all the more interesting to say, no, you need to watch that match again. It wasn't all Marty's fault. It was, it was Sean's fault. And, uh, and so this was the mea culpa to bring Marty back into the fold and give him the intercontinental belt. But uh, if you watch this match in a vacuum, it's a bit underwhelming for me. Uh, you have to watch the vignettes of the of Raw from the week before with Sean and Mister Perfect, and you also have to watch the setup in the first. It's in the first hour after the after the uh, smoking guns match to set up the match with Marty Jannetty to figure out what's going on here, because because they set it up in an angle with. Uh, HBK and Vince in the ring, and then Janae comes walking down dressed as the Unabomber. He had been teased by, uh, not the Unabomber, and not Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but he comes out of hood, sunglasses, and ball cap, like incognito, just kind of strolling down the aisle. And, and, and Alfred Hayes had teased someone coming in disguise earlier that night. And so he just kind of walks in the ring as HBK is giving this speech and, and, and challenges him. And then the match is on which uh, it's an all right match. It's, it, it's not, it didn't get me as excited as the other matches we watched in this series. Um, oh, I, I'll, I'll agree in saying that this was the weakest as far as an actual match goes. Yeah. So far that we've seen the match. Was, this is, this is a story. Yeah. Match. 
and you have to know the entire story in order to get into it. As a story, it's great. Right. Because HBK tries to leave, and Mr. Perfect blocks his way, forcing him back in. Um, now, it's smart. it's smart in this case because as an actual match, I don't know if this match belongs in this list of the top 100, but if your goal, if WWE is thinking this far forward, if your goal is put this text. match on here, then you have to go back and watch some of these Raws for the story. Well done. Makes sense. Go watch some more WWE Network. Uh, the match lasted nine minutes on TV. There was a commercial in between. So roughly probably about 11 minutes uh, this match actually lasted. And um, also let me interrupt you real quick. If, if the hundred match, The 100 matches you must see are not necessarily the 100 best matches. They're the 100 matches that are... Oh, yeah important within historical context as well as well as stylistic choices yeah so i can understand why this match is on there and it's far enough down the list where they're not putting it like number 10 no or anything uh bill alfonso making an appearance as the I, referee that was the one thing i i, I got a chuckle out of was alfonso do you enjoy the commentary during this one it was bobby heenan vince and the macho man no I didn't, to be honest with you, and I didn't enjoy it on the other matches either. I, I just, to me, Bobby Heenan works okay with Vince, but not as well as with Gorilla. And Vince only really worked well to me with Jesse. This this commentary team was was disjointed because Savage, A, didn't want to be there, and B, never really added too much to it, in my opinion. He just kind of added the occasional, ooh, he's getting riled up here you know whatever you know it wasn't really that good heenan was trying to get his jokes in and mcmahon's in full carnival barker mode well, you, all you, the time yeah. where it's like where where every every pin falls and all uh, a near fall and every he never calls moves he just what a maneuver type of thing and and that's part of its charm for some people just not my thing well you mentioned that savage didn't want to be there heenan literally during this match said that he did not want to be there <laughs> and there was an awkward pause for about two seconds, and they went into their spiel again. Uh, the what a maneuver count was at four during yes. this match. There were four what a maneuvers by Vince McMahon, so that was one every two minutes. Um, the match started with Marty Jannetty as a house of fire. You know, the whole thing was he wanted revenge on Michaels. He was coming back to WWE for three straight minutes. He's just beating and tossing Shawn Michaels all over the place. So Shawn Michaels says, "I've had enough of this. I'm grabbing my title. I'm going to leave." But Mr. Perfect came through the uh, entranceway to stop Michaels from leaving. And then we had our commercial break. Yeah, a little bit of the... Uh, I thought Sean was pretty good, all things considered here. I thought there was a little bit of the overselling here and there, but other than that, no major complaints. I thought, And I thought Janetti was perfectly... Uh, he was adequate, I'll put it that way. I think, I think he's good. He doesn't come off as a, as a great... He's not Ricky Morton. Let's put it that way. They came back from commercial. Shawn Michaels uh, started getting the advantage a little bit. They were going back and forth. Shawn Michaels hits a super kick, which nobody sells. He just hits the super kick. Announcers are quiet. Vince McMahon says, ooh, a shot from the big boot. That's not his finishing move at the time. Right. But but a few months later when they rematch and there's the diesel thing, he tries to hit the super kick and he gets upset that he doesn't hit it. And I was like, man, that's really good right there. I wish they had done that in this match. But yeah, this was just like a nonchalant move. Little, little transition move. It was like a Young Bucks move. Shawn Michaels turns his back to Janetti, who's laid out to uh, to taunt Mr. Perfect. 
distraction finish. Yep. Gives enough time for uh, Janetti to uh, recover. Shawn Michaels turns around, tries something, and uh, gets rolled Small up. Small package. Small package from Marty Janetti to win the Intercontinental Championship. So the heat goes on uh, Mr. Perfect. Goes on Mr. And, Perfect. And Sean. Yeah. <laughs> when right. Janetti and Michaels would have a, a match later on, the, you know, Big Diesel shows up. Uh, and actually, actually he's, he's seconding. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he had shown up as part oh, of the shown feud. up. That's right. That's he's true. Second. Uh, yeah. So we had an 11 minute uh, battle there. I, I don't think the match itself was anything special, you know, even by 1993 I did, standards. I did like Janetti's uh skin the cat into into the plancha i I enjoyed that little uh transition four what a maneuvers even i was surprised there were that many vince and vince anything can happen in the wwf um am i mistaking no it's did did they have the ring card girl at the time with the sign or am i thinking of the other match at least they weren't on here Okay, yep. then that was the other match, which I found, it's like, the, the, even the signs they were holding then were just lame. They were so desperate for acceptance to be seen as edgy. Then. So every match we've had, which has only been four so far, mm-hmm. the previous three, I would say, if you watched it when they first happened, you should go back and watch them again. Yes. I don't know if you have to go back and rewatch this match, because as you said, it's more about the story building up. If you want to go watch the entire story. If you want to watch the show. Right. Yes, because not only do you get this, you get the kid in Razor. Yes, you do. And and you should even watch the show before this to get the gist of why Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels have heat with one another. But overall, as a match, no, it's perfectly skippable. I, I Just talking about the commentary a little bit, I skipped over this, but at one point, uh, Randy Savage asked, because this is early on in the match, and it's Marty Jannetty. These two were tag team partners together. Yeah. They know everything about each other. Randy Savage rhetorically asks, who knows Michaels better than Janetti?" as they're countering moves from each other. And Vince, in his glory, goes, um, and actually tries to think of an answer <laughs> on his microphone and starts coming out saying, Mr. Perfect, maybe? I'm like, Vince, that's a rhetorical question. Shut up. Call the match. Sell your sell the match that you're promoting in the ring right there. He's trying to come up with an answer. I thought that was glorious announcing from Vince. In an alternate universe, I wish Janetti had just kind of left the WWF. And uh, it's interesting because I was reading up on all this. I didn't know before he became a member of the Rockers, Janetti had a tag team with Tommy Rogers, the Fantastics, called the Uptown Boys. And I couldn't find any video of it, but I don't think it was that long lived. But during this time in 93, the Fulton brothers were the Fantastics in Smoky Mountain, and Tommy Rogers was basically enhancement talent for ECW and not doing anything. I would have loved to seen those two hook back up and, and do a tag team thing somewhere, but that's just that's my own personal historical fantasy booking, kids. That's fantasy booking to the extreme. Yes. Uh, we are going to be back live 10 p.m. Yes. Eastern. Or as soon as TakeOver ends. We're going to be back to celebrate the new queen, the boss, Queen Boss, Sasha Banks. It's going to be a fun show regardless of who wins. I can believe that because if Sasha does not win, we riot. There's going to be some interesting audio. So join us 10 p.m. as soon as NXT TakeOver, our evolution ends. ShakeThemRopes.com. We will be live. Right there in the upper right-hand corner, you can click on the play button and listen to us as we record this show. 
Uh, we'll be back next week with TLC Fallout. So we'll go over all of the uh, four star plus matches that happen on that pay-per-view, as well as review match number 96 on our top 100 match countdown. Match number 96, which uh, do you know what that is, Jeff? I believe this is Charlotte and Natalia. It is Charlotte it? and Natalia from NXT TakeOver earlier this year. So quite the difference a few <laughs> months makes. Night and day. This one will be worth the while. Even if you've seen it, you should go back and rewatch it. Uh, it. It's a good one. We're going to talk all about that, what led up to it, and maybe even run down some more Charlotte and Natalia rants from this week's episode of Raw. But uh, some big shows coming up within the next seven days. Our live show on Thursday and then next week with Charlotte and Natalia plus the fallout from TLC. Uh, that is it for us this week. I hope you all enjoy the show. Contact us at Shake Them Ropes with any comments, questions, opinions that you have or any topics that we should discuss on future shows. For Rob McCarron, Jeff Hawkins, I'll say goodbye. And I'll say stay tuned for the daytime slammies coming soon. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.